Coming up on today's edition of Women and Money, the shit we don't talk about, our guest is Dina Mabry with BGA Premier Insurance. Yes, we love Dina. She is our queen of all things life insurance for stay-at-home moms, as well as a few other things. Yes, her biz is all in the family, too, because she partners with her sister. So we love that about Dina. And Dina is the mom of three, all in or past their college years now. So chick-ching, chick-ching. Yeah, so let's get started. Gloria Steinem once said, We will never solve the feminization of power until we solve the masculinity of wealth. Barbara Provost and Maggie Nielsen are the team at Purse Strings that will help you navigate the ins and outs of financial independence so that you can be financially fearless. This is Women in Money, the shit we don't talk about. The topic is life insurance for stay-at-home moms. And this is such an important focus because so many women think, I don't earn the income. Why do I need life insurance? That's right. And we have the expert who will give us the details. Welcome, Dina. We are eager to hear from you and what you have to share of your expertise and insights um, to our communities of women. So to get started, we love a little intro about you. Thank you, Maggie. Thank you, Dr. Barb. I'm so excited to be here. You know, I'm all about protection. They call me the protection mom, and I just love to fit that role. So I have been in insurance since 2007. I got into life insurance sort of as a second career. Before that, I was in pharmaceutical sales and I was selling baby formula, Infomil. Took some time off to be with my own babies and got into life insurance. And I didn't really think much about life insurance. I thought, oh, whatever, I have a little bit of that, you know, and I'm not going to die. So I really don't need that. But right when I started into life insurance and got my license, we had a horrible tragedy in our community. I live in Southern California and It was a family that went to our local church, you know, a mom and a dad and three kids. And they had one of those barbecues in their backyard where, you know, everybody's having fun, hot dogs, kids running everywhere. And everybody left for the night. And the husband said, I'm going to go put the kids to bed. I'll meet you in the jacuzzi. So they, he went upstairs and was having trouble putting one of the kids to bed and laid down with one of them and fell asleep. Well, while he was sleeping, the wife went to the jacuzzi and when she stood up to get up to go check on him, she fell back and hit her head and ended up drowning in the jacuzzi. Oh my God. It was horrible, horrible. I'm going to call her Kim just so I can say a name. Um, but so Kim, Kim was a mom. She was normal. She was 30. She, she was had a whole life ahead of her and a terrible accident occurred So Kim didn't have life insurance because she didn't have a job. And so she didn't really think about it. And of course, her husband did. And so the community rallied. There we all were. We were trying to be there for them. And we brought the casseroles and we came over and everybody pitched in for babysitting. But as time goes on, we all needed to get back to our own life. And the devastation that this family was undergoing, you know, emotionally losing their mom, but also financially. And it really hit home for me. And I really pivoted to the point where I don't care who it is, but if someone depends on you, you need life insurance, even if it's a little bit, I don't care how much it is. And I really took my career that way. Yes, we do big estate planning cases and we do big life insurance, but life insurance is for everyone that has someone who depends on them. So that is where I come from, this place of protection. Got it. Thank you for sharing that story. I mean, I think we all 
can think of something that's happened in our lives where it's impacted families in this way. I mean, we don't get through life without hearing some tragedy or someone dying too soon. And um, that, you know, what we always say about life insurance is, you know, it's a love letter to your family in the event something should happen. So Dina, we hear all the time, she doesn't earn the money. So why do we need life insurance in her name? So can you share a bit about that? Well, that's really interesting. So in our jobs, we get paid for what we do normally, right? So if you were a cook and a chef and a babysitter, a nanny, a, a housekeeper, cleaner, pool man, gardener, you know, if you added up every job that a stay-at-home parent does, I think it actually would, would require more of a salary than a job per se. Absolutely. No doubt about it. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, what's really interesting is when we're doing the life insurance applications, there's a place on the application that says, is this a homemaker? And are we using another salary to justify this, this insurance? Because with life insurance, you need to be financially and medically underwritten. So if it's a stay at home mom or a stay at home dad, we click that box and we say, yes, and there's no problem with underwriting. So if the insurance carriers say there is huge worth in being a stay-at-home homemaker, then my goodness, we need to make sure we know that worth. Definitely, definitely. And that's something that is also very common is that um, many homemakers are, you know, if they have the insurance, they're underinsured, which is, you know, just as worse sometimes um, because, you know, you don't want to be underinsured if you're already paying this money. Um, so how do you kind of calculate um, the worth of those, what, 18 positions you just rattled off? Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's so funny. In 2007, when I got into life insurance, being an, an agent, I had far too little insurance. I had about $250,000. My mortgage was worth more than two hundred and fifty, and I had three children, and I never looked at it again from the time I got married and bought it. So my message here is it's not one and done. Don't just forget about it. And we can add different policies depending on the needs that are happening. Because life insurance is based on age and health, sometimes it's good to layer policies on top of each other. I have a gentleman I work with. It's so funny. Every time he has a child, he calls me and gets another $500,000 policy. Wow. And I'm like, okay, are we done now? Because he's <laughs> four. He has four kids. But he keeps adding another $500,000. And he doesn't replace the original policies because those were young. He was younger and it was less expensive. But it's great. But what Maggie, to answer your question, what I love is a website called lifehappens.org. Lifehappens.org. And it's a nonprofit that there's a calculator on there where you can put in your mortgage, put in how many kids, put in your debt, and it'll give you a rough estimate. But what's interesting is on my side, the life insurance carriers, they will approve you for about 20 to 20 times your income. That's a wow. huge amount of money. Wow. That's wild. And so, I can see how that kind of makes a difference if you're a homemaker, um, you know, zero times 20 is still zero, but you do take it out, you know, the financial aspects on your, on your partner and kind of seeing, you know, what other debt you carry, how many kids you have, if you want to put them through school and all those different things. Absolutely. And, you know, protecting your loved ones is just so important. You know, I just kind of want to throw out there, do you have any idea how much a half a million dollars, so $500,000 of let's say term insurance, which is just the cheapest way and let's lock it in for 30 years. So let's say you're 30 years old, 
half a million dollars of life insurance and you have it for 30 years, how much would that cost a perfectly healthy female per month? Mm, I'm going to guess $75. Mm. Yeah, I've, I've heard it's a good deal. So I was going to go like 50, 50 bucks. How about $25 a month? Wow. That's okay, a I bargain. Went- I went out for a salad the other day. I got this little tri-tip chicken salad. It was $28 for this one salad. So when I say $25 a month to have half a million dollars to protect a family, wow. That's nothing. That It's so affordable. And that's a term so uh, that's insurance term. policy. Yeah. Yep. Which is really all they need is the term, which is very affordable. I am a huge believer in terms. So I'm a broker. I have all the carriers. We have everybody. I always joke. I love them and hate them all equally. I don't play any (laughs) favorites. It just depends on who's being nice to me and my clients. And what we do is we shop the market, but term insurance can, you know, I'll see certain carriers are less expensive certain days when I'm running the quotes and certain carriers are more expensive other days. And we just pick the least expensive carrier because if you were to pass away, People aren't going to say, oh, well, what carrier of life insurance did they have? Or did they have whole life or did they have term life? No. You're going to say, did I hope they had life insurance to protect exactly. the family. Exactly. So let's address that part of the insurance policy. We talk a lot about the need to buy life insurance. So let's say, unfortunately, something does happen to the stay-at-home mom or partner Let's talk about beneficiaries, because as you buy life insurance, you need to assign a beneficiary. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So there's a primary and a contingent. So the primary beneficiary is usually the spouse. And the reason why is because that death benefit, we call it, the life insurance proceeds, will go straight to that surviving spouse. There's no probate. There's no trust administration. There's nothing. It just goes straight to that spouse. And then what we do for contingent beneficiaries is we like to set have a trust be the contingent. And the reason why is because if you, let's say we have a husband and wife and they have three children and they're ages two, five, and seven. The last thing we want to do is list those three children as contingent beneficiaries, because if those parents were to die, let's say in a car accident or some sort of an accident, then those three kids are going to inherit all these millions of dollars. And what is a two-year-old going to do with a million dollars? So what we do is we set up, a have it in the trust. So the trust gets the, the money and then there's guardians and there's stipulations in there as to how the money is going to be spent for those kids. I like trusts, not for the primary, but for the secondary. And a lot of estate planning attorneys, I'm sure will agree with me on that. Very interesting of how all of that works and really planning on who it's going to go to. And so it seems like you almost just get a check then. It's very simple um, as for most processes um, are always very complex. So it seems like it's pretty straightforward. It's a sad situation and I have been, I've gotten the call. You know, I, I need to file a death claim. And so I'm here to help clients when they need that, their family members. And what happens is you call the carrier and all they require is some paperwork and a death certificate. And then a check literally is issued in the full amount. There is no taxation on life insurance. Kind of sad you have to pass away in order to get tax-free money, but it's tax-free to the beneficiaries and it's a check. 
So what happens, you know, is normally the trust is there to also stipulate where the money is or who financially should be able to take care of this family because in the emotional distress of the time, it can be taxing. Yeah. So what what is the paperwork somebody needs to, I mean, I can only imagine people are in grief. Mm -hmm. They probably got to have to see if they even have a policy or find the policy, find out who, who issued it to them. And you know, do they need the death certificate and what other information do they need to submit? That's about it. Now you go back to the policies and that is huge. You know, in, in everybody's home, there's always that file cabinet or that drawer and, or the safe and nobody knows where anything is and nobody knows passwords. I would recommend you take a copy of the declaration page of each insurance policy you own. And it's a deck page on the front of the policy and it lists the policy number, the carrier, all that information. And then it's very easy to contact the carrier. And it's usually a one page form. And then that with the death certificate and then the, the life insurance proceeds will be issued. Yeah, I wanted to reiterate how we have to keep these, you know, keep each other informed that we have these policies, that we're keeping them up, that this is where they are and this is where you can find them um, because maybe they were paying this and you don't want to leave all that cash on the table if it was there and had this opportunity for you to have it. Um, so always have those open financial conversations in your household um, so everyone knows what's going on. Absolutely. That is yeah. so important. A friend unfortunately lost her husband and she thought he had an insurance policy and like the whole family was rummaging through the house trying to find, you know, the paperwork. So yeah, be organized about these things. It, it's really going to matter if at any point in time you need to find it. So yeah. let's, let's talk a little bit more about who determines how the proceeds are used. The beneficiaries, you better choose your beneficiaries wisely. And then also if there's a divorce situation or maybe it's somebody that you used to love that you don't love anymore, make sure that all the people are listed properly because nothing will supersede what is written on that beneficiary form. So the carrier is going to issue to that beneficiary, regardless of if they're divorced or married, doesn't matter. Right. So the important thing there is if you are getting divorced, you may need to insure your spouse, depending on whatever the agreement is. But if not, that's uh, something you really want to change, your beneficiary. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I can help with that as well. So we have all the beneficiary change forms. We have the death claim forms. We have all of that. It's all, it's all pretty readily available online, but I'm happy to help anyone anytime look at their, I'm, and do policy reviews. That's big too. Is your policy still serving you? Is it enough? Are your beneficiaries correct? Do you even know how much you have? And then know that, that end date. If it's term insurance, is it a 20 year term, 25? 30. And one thing I want to touch on too is most term policies have a conversion option built in. And what that means is let's say you bought a 20 year term and it's super cheap and you're humming along in your life, but then you get sick and it's something that you are uninsurable. You can't get new life insurance, but your term is coming up. You can convert a term policy that's in force to a permanent policy without any medical underwriting. It's literally a form. Now, don't be fooled. The premium's going to go up because you're moving from term to perm, from term to a universal life insurance policy. So the premium's going to go up, but you get to keep whatever risk 
class you got when you originally got the policy. So let's say you were a perfectly healthy 30-year-old, super preferred female. And then when you were 40, you couldn't get insurance any longer and you had an illness. You would still be super preferred. You would just be now that attained age. Perfect. So it's good to know. Amazing. Yes. So you can keep that insurance in force if you need to. And so it also seems like this is a much better idea to start when you're younger, when you're healthy to get, because it can then, you know, keep bundling, snowballing up as you're older. And if anything were to happen, um, you could still be very protected. Absolutely. So the pricing and everything in life insurance is based on age and health. And I think there's a misnomer out there that people think, oh, if I want life insurance, I can get it if I just pay. And that's not necessarily true. I'm working with a woman now who she got declined and she's young, but she's had some medical issues and the compounding of all of her medical issues made her uninsurable. And it's very sad to call someone and say, I know you want life insurance, but you can't get it. Okay. So now that we know how important it is, we understand how it works, why women need it, how it's used, where can women go to buy life insurance, Dina? That's a great question, Barb. I would love for women to call me. I would love to have the opportunity to shop the market and look at all the carriers and give them an education on what's available. You know, I think the younger generation goes online and buys things and just kind of thinks, oh, this will be great. But I think with life insurance, there needs to be a little handholding and you do need to pick the right carrier because if you pick the wrong carrier, let's say mm, there's somebody that smokes marijuana, perhaps. You need to pick the right carrier that doesn't care about marijuana smoking. Otherwise, you could get a, a lesser rating and then that just costs you more. And then there is Big Brother out there watching. And the more applications you submit, it goes to something called the MIB, Medical Information Bureau. And everything is coded there. So let's say you were a smoker and you took a urine test or you got coded as a smoker. People don't unsee things that the carriers always always will know that you were a smoker. Now, if years go by and you haven't smoked in many years, then you can be a non-smoker. But it's important to know what's going on out there. Even some, I have one carrier that will not give a super preferred rating if you have your mother or father or immediate sibling have passed away from cancer or coronary artery disease before age 60. Wow. Let's say you're 40 and your daddy died of a heart attack at 58. You can't get super preferred. You can get preferred, but not super preferred. Mm. So we got to stay away from that carrier if that's the case. There's a lot of different aspects going on here, it seems like. And it's very interesting to know that they're even holding on to this information. Um, and so, you know, I, I said this in an email that we had earlier this week, you know, your financial journey is not a DIY project. You kind of only have one go at this. So let's make sure we use our professionals. And um, we have Dina, who's great at this. And, you know, whatever situation you're in, um, have a professional because it's really, you kind of get one chance. Let's make sure we do it right, get the maximum, get the most benefits. And, Dina, what are your fees? Zero. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get paid by the carrier. There's a commission built into the pricing and we get paid by from the carriers to be their sales reps. Yeah. So it costs nothing for you to dial up Dina and have her give you a quote and talk through what the best insurance would be. So before we jump off, do you have any parting thoughts that you want to share with our listeners today, Dina? 
just protection is for everyone. Protection is for you, for your loved ones, and it's very inexpensive. So there's so much in the marketplace. And that's that's something that I just pride myself in just having the conversation and talking about the options available. You know, some of the life insurance we've talked about conversion, some of life insurance policies even have living benefits. So if you were to get sick, you can access that money while you're alive to take care of yourself should you need it. So there's so many things, you know, I always joke with my kids, I say, it's not what you know, it's what you don't know. So Mm -hmm. partner with people that know more than you and that are honest and full of integrity and get the information. But I just love everything you two are doing out there for women and being financially fearless. It's just so important. So thank you, Maggie. Thank you, Dr. Barb. Thank you, Dina, for coming on today and sharing this great information. Um, We love, you know, having our purse strings approved professionals on sharing their expertise Um, And if anyone needs, you know, financial professional, realtor, life insurance, any of these financial transactions or transitions, we have all our purse strings approved professionals willing, ready, and able to serve you. Thank you, Dina, for coming on today and sharing your your wisdom and your expertise around this very, very important topic for stay-at-home moms and for all women. So um, until next time, it's purse strings, pursestrings.co. Jump in and look for a financial professional ready, willing, and able to help you. Bye now. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.